You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back. So we are talking about the resurrection this week. How timely. This was Resurrection Sunday that started this week for us, and so it's a perfect time for us to think about the resurrection. Today I am back in 1 Corinthians 15, following up with what Paul said about the resurrection. Hey, to be honest, this chapter of the Bible is one of the most essential readings for understanding the resurrection, so I recommend you become familiar with it. Study 1 Corinthians 15, read it backwards and forward a couple times. It raises some questions, answers some questions, and really sets the groundwork for the gospel and for an understanding of the resurrection of Jesus. So let's dive back into the second part of our conversation about resurrection. I'm going to reading, be reading like verse 12 and following uh, right now. Paul makes a pretty strong statement here. He basically says that if Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, our faith is worthless. All right. That, hey, that's a heavy, that's a heavy, very strong statement. So let's process it for a minute. You know, in my gut, I want to reject that and say, wait, no, Paul, no. What, what do you mean by that? I mean, if you think about it, you know, our, uh, our our good works that are produced by our faith, well, that's really valuable. So, I mean, if Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, don't good works count for anything? I guess maybe they would. You know, Christians are trying to make the world a better place, doing lots of good things. But listen, the more I read what Paul has to say, the more I agree with him that it's true. If, if there was no resurrection of Jesus, then, man, everything we're doing is wrong. So let me read why. I'm going to give you five reasons from Paul the Apostle that the resurrection is absolutely essential to the Christian faith. It is the topic. So here we go. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? Pause. So in Corinth, and that's the people that were reading the letter, they had difficulty believing in resurrection, like in general. And I realize that for everybody, resurrection is a miracle, but for... Greek thinking people in the first century, the body was burdensome. The spirit was enlightened. The idea is that when somebody died, their spirit was set free from their body would be a positive thing. And bringing a body back into the equation did not make sense to them. And I bet you know this already, but in Christian resurrection, we believe that when I die, yes, my soul lives on, but I get a resurrected body. I actually am going to spend eternity in a body, like the body that can be touched, a body that can eat, a body that can be recognizable and share life with other people, a glorified, resurrected body. That's the teaching of 1 Corinthians 15. It's driven by the Spirit, not by the passions of the flesh. But just like Christ was resurrected and had a body, so too believers will be resurrected and have a body. I think that's kind of comforting to think about eternity spent recognizing one another uh, in, a, in a familiar form. But this was really hard for the Corinthians. They were prone to not believe in a resurrection, that when a person died, there would be no reunion with a glorified body of any kind. Okay. So Paul is having to teach around that, correct that, address that, engage that. So in verse 13, well, if there's no resurrection of the dead, well, then not even Christ has been raised. So if they won't believe that God can raise the dead, well, then that church would also be saying that Jesus wasn't raised from the dead. And for Paul, that's going to be unacceptable. And he's about to tell you why. So here's, here's his rationale. And if Christ has not been raised... 
our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him if, in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, well, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. And then those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people the most to be pitied. Okay, so a couple of strong reasons for Paul that the resurrection of Jesus is absolutely essential for the Corinthians and for the Carterville folks. All right, number one, he said in verse 14 that if Christ hasn't been raised, our preaching is useless. Okay, so I'm wasting my time in all the things that I preach and teach from the Bible. And he'll explain some more reasons why that's true. But if Christ is has not been raised from the dead, there's no reason for me to preach to you. I'm wasting my time. There's no reason for you to listen. Whether I'm preaching to you about being more trustworthy, honest, and kind, whether I'm preaching to you about faith and salvation, about, about Christ making you into his own image, about our inheritance in the kingdom of heaven, no matter what I'm preaching about, my preaching is empty and useless if there is no power of the resurrection from Christ Jesus. Because all the things that I'm pointing you toward, Christ can't intercede to help you accomplish because he's not at the right hand of the Father. All the things I'm pushing you forward towards, you're not going to achieve because there is no resurrection. There's no kingdom of heaven for us to live and and enjoy this kind of reality. So it turns out that my preaching is vain, that I'm filled with false promises. Second, he says, so is your faith. Like your, your belief, if there's no resurrection in Jesus, then your belief in, in God, in the resurrection, in your sins being atoned, your trust that God is going to do what God has said he would do, well, it is, it's in vain. It's useless. It's empty if Christ hasn't been raised from the dead. That's pretty powerful. Okay, the third thing he says is that you know, more than these things, we're found to be false witnesses about God. I mean, you and I are supposed to be the salt and the light. We are supposed to be telling the world about God, about the kingdom of heaven, about the things to come. We're the ones that are supposed to be bearing witness to the world about God. And if we've been saying that Jesus is raised from the dead and that's how we commune with God, but that's not true, well, then you and I are lying to culture about God. We're false witnesses, and that would be a terrible place to be. The fourth thing, Paul says, is all the way over in verse 17. If Christ has not been raised, then your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. In other words, the cross didn't work. If Jesus was not raised from the dead, then the atonement on the cross was ineffective. Because the only reason the cross would be effective is if Jesus had the power to give you life after death. The only way the cross could work is if Jesus was truly God-made flesh, fully man and fully God. So if there's no resurrection, if Jesus wasn't fully man, fully God, if he couldn't come back from the dead, if he wasn't in, in charge of life and death, well, then he can't give you life, so you still will suffer death on account of your sins, and you'll stay in death. So if the tomb was not empty, then the cross was not effective. And your guilt and your shame would still be yours to bear. He couldn't be your substitute. Okay, the fifth thing on Paul's list is those who have fallen asleep. That's a nice Bible word for died. Well, then they're lost. 
those who have died, they're not with God in paradise. They're not waiting uh, on on us. They're not waiting on Christ to come back and bring new heaven and new earth. Those who are dead, they're just gone. If Christ wasn't raised, then, well, then there's no resurrection for those who follow Christ. If he wasn't the first fruits and we're following in his footsteps, well, then all those believers who've gone before us, where are they? They're just lost. And the older I get, the more that hope is reassuring that that the dead in Christ are with Christ. So there's five reasons from Paul the Apostle why the resurrection is essential. And then he closes with this really, really powerful summary. So he says, if, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. That is a pretty powerful summary. So Paul says if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christians are the people group on the earth that should be pitied more than any other. Why would that be? And I suppose it's because we, have, we would be changing our entire lives around the worldview of the resurrection of Jesus, looking forward to the new heaven and the new earth, the new creation, that would be postponing gratification for some things. We wouldn't be chasing after sinful passions or pleasures, just making ourselves happy. Like we would want to be sacrificially loving and serving our neighbor, knowing that we're creating a better world and that in the resurrection we will enjoy the kingdom of God. But Paul says if there's no resurrection of the dead, then there's no kingdom of heaven coming. And all we have is what we get in this life. And in that case, believers who are making sacrifices and putting forth tremendous effort for the age to come, loving our neighbor, trying to help our friends, trying to witness for Christ so that more people can know the resurrection, we would be the most to be pitied if there is no resurrection of the dead. That is a powerful summary statement. So the resurrection of the dead It is the core of the Christian faith. As you read your New Testament and start to look for references to the return of Christ, to the resurrection, you'll be amazed at how often it appears. We've been trained to read for the cross, to look for the cross. In our culture, we think about the cross, preach about the cross, talk about the cross all the time. But we haven't always talked about resurrection and empty tomb. So, But if you start to read your New Testament looking for the language of the resurrection of the dead, the return of Jesus Christ, you'll find that it was the topic of the early sermons in the book of Acts. It was the topic of the Christian letters. It was the hope of our faith. And it still is today. So church family, let's live as people awaiting the resurrection of the dead. I love you. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Cannot wait to see you on Sunday. 